0: time for Love Talk with the lovelies, Kathy and Carrie. Love talking today about healthy dads and healthy families. And good morning, friends. Welcome to Love Talk. In studio today, you have Kathy Enderbrock and Coach Carrie Brinkater. We are missing our first lady of love. Friends, we thank you for joining us this morning on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership, and we have some very special guests for today's program. Uh, Two individuals that we know, you might say, intimately, well, Coach (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Good morning, Kathy. Good
1: morning, listening friends, and welcome to Love Talk. So great to have you on our new time, 10 a.m., so you might still have a cup of coffee in hand. I know I do on Saturday mornings
0: at, at this time, maybe for sure. Your third and maybe <laughs> your fourth. I know my uh, little brother in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He just keeps the pot going all day long.
1: Really? Oh, Seems gosh. incredibly
0: unhealthy to me. I have lectured him on it, but <laughs> he, he just won't listen.
1: Oh man! You know I'm I'm more of a decaf girl, and so I feel like I can drink more cups that way.
0: Well, I will have to tell you this. <clears throat> I know exactly the kind of coffee that Anne Graham Lotz drinks now. Yes, you now. do. <laughs> so, friends, if you, we are telling you this in our third segment today because. I had the privilege of going down to Starbucks and mm-hmm. getting her a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and so I can tell you exactly what she drinks so that you can drink what Anne Graham Lotts is drinking too
1: okay well we'll we'll look forward to hearing We'll look forward to hearing that. i I don't even know, so I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. It is a beautiful Saturday morning friends here in May, Holy cow. this I, I tell you what twenty twenty one's flying by, Kathy. And all the things for you, like I don't even know how you're doing radio today. You've got a daughter graduating. I know you've got a party coming up. I'm sure you've had to put a slideshow together and a board of pictures and all that kind of thing. All the stuff. All the things. All the
0: things. All the things. Well, I tell you the reason that I'm able to get through it with my sanity is because I have an amazing husband Mm. and we are talking today about healthy dads. We're On this great Mm -hmm. series of health, and Coach Carrie, I mean, you're the one who really said, look, we need to do a series on health because there's so many things right now that are going on that are so unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, friends, we need to get ourselves healthy. If we're going to be able to influence others in a healthy way, if we're going to have a healthy impact, we need to be healthy. So we're doing this series And so far we've looked at women's health, we've looked at sexual health, we're going to be discussing a healthy attitude, getting into financial health, spiritual Mm -hmm. health, mental health, emotional health, all the health. All the things. All the things. Mm -hmm. God wants us healthy. And so today we're going to be talking about... Healthy dads, because healthy dads make a healthy family. They do.
1: They do. And friends, you can always go to our archives on Love Talk Network and find our past shows. And I would highly encourage this. You know, a couple of years ago, Kathy. Gosh, I guess it's been a couple of years ago we did that series on women in the Bible. And it was so fantastic. And, you know, people would say, oh, I went back and listened to all the, the women in the Bible, you know, programs. And it was so fun just to kind of stack them back to back to back. And you can do the same with this health series. Just go to our archives and you'll find everything there.
0: You know, it's so funny talking about that women in the Bible because there was a, a recently a book that came out talking about women in the Bible and their influence. And my husband, Eric, he was saying, well, you guys just did that, like, last (laughs) year. Why didn't you guys write the book? (laughs) so funny. So, you know, it's interesting. We need to um, look at who we're following, who Mm -hmm. is in front of us. One of the things that Dr. Carroll said in last week's program she reminded us, you know, Paul said, follow me and because I'm following Jesus. You mm-hmm. follow me as I'm following Jesus. And mm-hmm. so, friends, we need to ask ourselves, who are we following? Mm-hmm. Are we following people that are following Jesus? And I'd love mm-hmm. that you can go to God's word and see these individuals who followed him, and then we can learn from them and follow in their footsteps. Mm-hmm. Well, so today's scripture that's going to kind of cement, talking about God's word, cement our program for today. It is straight out of the New Testament, Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. This was a letter that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. If you flip flip over to, to chapter 6 in Ephesians and look at verse 4, it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that sounds so simple, Coach Carey, so mm-hmm. straightforward, yet there is so much there. And so we are going to be talking with two dads who we know very very well Um, we had them on the program last november during our thanksgiving program when we were talking about the 400 year anniversary of the mayflower covenant and so we did this really neat uh, program on covenant Mm -hmm. and what covenant meant and so they did an amazing job and so we've invited them back to talk about being a healthy dad now before we get into our topic like you said End of the year, lots is happening. You have a week left of school, right? No, we have two weeks of school left. Two weeks left. Yeah, much to my children's
1: chagrin. I mean, they are so ready to be finished with school, but uh, yeah, finals are coming up, and you know that's a big deal. And so, yeah, we have 2 weeks of school left thanks to COVID and thanks to the snow apocalypse here. <laughs> um back in February. Uh but yeah, so we'll make it through June 4th will be our last day and then we have kind of a week and then um and summer starts and Logan'll be going to, off to camp and um, I'll be um a camp pastor at a local church in Georgetown for middle school camp. Super excited that about is really that really cool, oh man, yeah, I get to go and be awkward with uh <laughs> awkward middle schoolers I, I I do that very well. I mean I feel like the Lord has really gifted me with um the gift of awkwardness. And so and I just feel like everything about middle school is awkward. And um and so we'll be so talking you're about walking
0: right alongside. Them.
1: Absolutely. Um so we'll be talking about a lot of really, really fun things, hard things, um, and uh I'm I'm really excited about that.
0: I mean, I just love that you go out there and, like you said, walk right alongside these kids, meet them right where they're at with God's Word, and a lot of truthfulness and honesty, Mm -hmm. but more than anything, tons and tons of love and encouragement. And and energy. Bring the energy, girl. Definitely bring the energy. Well, I have a house full of people all arriving this week, yes. my brother and his wife, and their two little precious little ones. One is about 24 months old, and one of them is just over the 12-month mark, mm. my other uh, sister and brother-in-law, my mom and dad, and Eric's parents. And so Eric and I were looking, and we thought, uh, we're not fitting everyone in our house. And so we went to VRBO and found oh, a nice. great little home right near ours. And we're just sending everybody there. We're like, <laughs> y'all are going to stay there. Well, my mom and dad are staying with us because mm-hmm. they are super workers. And mm-hmm. so we know, I I know I can hand my mom and dad a list of things to do, and mm-hmm. they will just miraculously get them. Poof, done. 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 Yeah. yeah. And, and you don't have to worry deployed. about it. Yeah. So it's going to be a house full. Um, Jordan graduates. My middle child graduates this Friday. And um, I just, I can't believe it. We will only have one left. And oh, my God. So Faithy is very excited about, like, being the only one in the house, is she? but then she's very, very scared as well. She's like, <laughs> okay, all eyes will be on me. Right. Yeah, I'm like, well, prepare to be micromanaged, honey. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Worst things could happen.
1: And I think our listening friends know that uh, Kathy's youngest, Faith, and and my youngest, Logan, have been buddies since literally the day they were born, yep. and so that's super fun to have to to watch them grow for these last almost 17 <laughs> years, right, and uh, grow into these amazing humans, so Kathy, you've got your plate full, and
0: you mentioned that you have a great man by your side I to help do. you with all of this. Well, so we need to introduce our guests, you know, and, and here's the thing. When Coach Carrie and I were talking about, we need to get... Two men who are just great husbands, who are exceptional fathers, who are, are just—they love the Lord and they love His Word and they have a good attitude about life and that they influence and pour themselves into lives of others. We're like, well, who 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 are we going to ask? <laughs> and it didn't take it didn't take much looking, did it? We're next just, breath. Next <laughs> breath. That's right. So we have our husbands in today because I tell you, they really fit the bill. I mean, we've just been so blessed with these amazing men in our lives. And it's funny, we were talking about, well, a proper introduction. Usually when we get a guest in, there's this like four-minute introduction about their career successes and their qualifications and and everything. And so I'm just going to, I will briefly tell you, um, Eric's been married to me for 27 years. And uh, I haven't driven him crazy yet, so you know from that he has incredible patience, mm-hmm. a lot of gentleness, long suffering, <laughs> right? um, and I'll tell you a whole lot of of love and grace in this man. He was um, in IT marketing, in IT marketing for 25 years, and traveled a, a lot. And two years ago, he decided, you know, I, I'm going to stop working so that I can enjoy these last few years with my girls before they leave for college. Mm, what a blessing.
2: That yeah.
1: is awesome. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the show.
2: Oh, thanks for having me. You're
1: welcome. It's kind of
2: awkward listening to all of this from you two. <laughs> I'm just sitting here and I think everybody probably in your audience realizes we were the easiest two to schedule, but no, okay. <laughs> thank you for all the compliments anyway. Uh,
1: well, let me introduce my husband. His name is Ashley, and we actually met... Back in 1991, in freshman English class at Southwestern University, um, that's when we initially met. And I thought, oh, I gotta get to know that guy. <laughs> and he didn't give me the time of day for a really long time. Um, but we finally started dating right before our senior year in college. He's glaring at me like, whatever. <laughs> um, we we started dating um, before our senior year in college. Got married right after. We graduated in 1995, so we've been married. This year will be 26 years. Um, He has been a realtor here in Central Texas on the Russ Phillips team with Keller Williams for eight years, and he crushes it. He's so, so very good at his job. Um, He always said, I wish I could find a job where if I worked harder, I could make more money. Mm. And um, he has done that, and he's really top in his field, has won all kinds of awards. I'm super proud of him. Welcome to the show, Ashley Brinkader. Wow, thanks,
3: I mean, honey. That's, that's really sweet of you. Although I hope, I hope, I hope Kathy hasn't oversold, you know, us as 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 dads and men. And, uh, she's really set the bar high right off the bat. No, like, it's okay
0: because we do have breaks and we can always tell y'all what to say.
3: Now, don't start getting into the question part or or at least the answer part too soon.
0: Well, we do have a lot of questions for these guys. It's so funny, and I I feel really bad because I put together all the production notes thinking, okay, the guys need, like, a week to kind of prepare for this, and I'm going to get this program written. I'm going to get it out to Carrie so she can give it to Ashley. I'm going to give it to Eric. And so last night I I went to print the – you know, so I sent the emails all like that. Well, I forgot to send it to Eric, (laughs) And, and I didn't realize that. Well, so last night I went and I printed out the production notes. And I gave a copy to Eric, said, hey, you know, if you want to write any notes down on this. And he goes, oh, there's questions. <laughs> <laughs> so I really failed miserably in this. So he's looking at these questions for the first time, and he's had about 20 minutes. So we're really putting, putting you all on the spot today. Well,
1: he's used to thinking on his feet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think you got this one, Eric. No problem.
3: Well, and if not, I'll make it up.
1: That's right. The good news
3: is we got a lot of life experience to draw from.
1: There you go. Well, this is
0: what we were saying. You have together the dad life of almost 40 years combined. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're rounding up, that's almost half a century, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We'll just go go with that. We'll go with that. (laughs)
2: Like I was telling you, the first thing that came to mind is the dad bod to go with it. (laughs) Ashley (laughs) is a little different, but, you know, speaking for myself, maybe I took his too.
1: (laughs) Oh, goodness, what a what an awesome, awesome day today. You know, friends, as we think about health and we think about our families, I know a lot of times we have a tendency to look at, you know, for me anyway, I'm like, oh, Lord, I am failing so miserably in so many areas. I just pray you fill in the gaps, and I pray all my bad habits and all the things that that I regret or wish were different, that my kids don't amplify those mm-hmm. in their lives, right? And so today we want to talk about not only successes, but failures, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Things that um, I think are refreshing mm-hmm. to talk about, because when we look at our lives and our families, I, I know on this program, Kathy, we've been incredibly um, honest about like, look, we're, we're not perfect. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're not perfect. We strive to live our lives in a way that pleases the Lord, but I fail every day. Every day I'm asking for forgiveness. Every day I'm seeking the Lord and in, in how I can serve him better, how I can show him more through my actions and my words. And so as we go through today, just know we're regular human people. We make mistakes, and uh, we're going to have an awesome time today as we uh, talk about being a healthy dad right here on Love Talk. Friends, you are going to want to join us for our next segment with Eric Indebrock and Ashley Brinkater as we discuss healthy dad, healthy family right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found Love Talk and the Love Ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater here in studio with my good friend Kathy Indebrock, Miss Evelyn Davison, will be back with us in a couple of weeks. Uh, the First Lady of Love, uh, she was with us last week with our Dr. Carroll, the last two weeks with mm-hmm. our Dr. Carroll programs. Um, and I was missing in those programs, sadly. But um, hopefully we'll all be back together very, very soon, soon in the next few weeks. In studio today, we have Eric Indebrock and Ashley Brinkader, some would say the better half of the Brinkader indebrock families. <laughs> um, so we're so thankful to have them here in studio with Healthy Dad, Healthy Family. Now, guys, if Miss Evelyn was here, the first thing that she would ask you is, how did you come to know that Jesus loved you? Ash, we'll start with you.
3: Well, you know, I was raised in the church, uh, Methodist Church, actually. And so, you know, I've always known Jesus. I've always known God uh, from, I guess, the outside. Um, and so, you know, Methodism, I guess, is a little more, you know, ritualistic in some ways. You know, say all the same things, do all the same things. Um, but it wasn't until – and I always had, you know, these probing questions that I just never could really get answered um uh, Deep thoughts. Deep, yeah, just yeah. the deep stuff that I'm sure some Christians will, you know, wrestle with. On, mm-hmm. on, you know, because I have a very logical brain, you know, mm-hmm. very scientific minded. And it wasn't until I, I met Ken May down in Kingsville mm-hmm. that I kind of felt that like I, I found a pastor who was kind of like minded and could could talk to me and and help me understand the things that I didn't understand.
1: He actually um, had a biology degree. Yeah, he yeah. had a biology degree,
3: and so he was he was able to kind of walk me through those things and kind of put you know, answer the remaining questions that I had. And, you know, that was, gosh, 10 years in the making. Mm-hmm. And so once I got past those hurdles, I was able to really kind of fall into the the, the bosom of Jesus, so mm-hmm. to speak, and uh, really understand that uh, that personal relationship with him. And, I, we, you know, we were married at that point. Yeah. You know, so
1: yeah.
3: um, I was walking that path all through our, you know, early, the early days in our marriage. And Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until then that that I really came to to understand his love for me.
1: Well, and I'll say this, since today's show is about healthy dad, there was a group of of gentlemen and they were all dads and they were probably in their forties and fifties at the time. And we were in our early Mm twenties and these guys came alongside Ash and they prayed for him. They took him out to eat. I mean, one guy prayed that Ashley wouldn't sleep until he came to know the Lord wow. in a personal way. And I just thought, that's, that's extreme, man. <laughs> like, but um, they just looked after Ash. They loved him. They loved him. They loved him. And they, they mentored him. And, I mean, that was a really good example for us in, early in our marriage for men to come alongside men and support, support men and to be good fathers. And they were such great dads, and they were kind of, you know, dad-ish to Ashley at the time, which was really, really awesome. That's so
0: true. I mean, uh, in the New Testament, Paul talks about ironing, iron sharpening iron, and there's something that just happens there when men come together mm-hmm. and, and encourage one another. Mm-hmm. All right, and Brock, how about you?
2: Sure. And, and, you know, I think, I think what you're talking about really makes a lot of sense in, in the context of being a good father because behind all of us are people who came before. In my mm-hmm. case, you know, a, a great father, you know, I, I was raised in a, in a great household and, um, went to church, much like Ashley just sort of described. And, and, you know, I, I was confirmed as in a Lutheran church, very similar, lit- more liturgy focused and things like that. Um, never really gave it much thought through high school and then I went to college and kind of, you know, I guess, fell away, didn't really go to church for a few years, and sleeping in on Sunday seemed pretty great, and those were before the days of Saturday services. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you know, it was uh, it, it was different, and then, you know, and Kathy, we were also married, and Kathy, uh, you know, if you can remember this, in Australia, we lived overseas at the time, you know, Kathy kind of got a calling to go back to the church, kind of, I guess, the Lord woke her up a little bit before I did, but, you know being ever the follower I just I (laughs) wandered I wandered in the door too and and it was great so went back to church and I had I had a problem with maybe getting re-baptized so we went to a Baptist church in Australia and first time ever and really loved it loved the people and I can only imagine behind the scenes I don't know of people praying for me necessarily and I hope they were praying I slept a lot actually, (laughs) but, but I'm sure there were you know and I think there is that power of of men supporting other men and mm-hmm. and you know certainly a church family bringing you to back to Christ and into the mm-hmm. fold and so you know getting baptized and in, in kind of rebirth i think it was around 1996 when when that all happened and yeah really exciting and you know i can't say i've done it justice every day since but mm-hmm. you know we try so
1: yeah, yeah. it was a, i mean
0: it was a really cool uh, to see eric go from uh kind of um I don't know, just questioning and doubting and fighting to be, you know, just like, yeah, this is, I don't know. It was just, he became a different, I I just could see the change. I mean, Mm -hmm. I could just see the change. I don't know how Mm -hmm. else to put it. but, And it was cool because, you know, the Lord was taking me through a transition, too, of knowing a lot about him to then, you know, knowing about God and knowing about Jesus to actually knowing him mm-hmm. and knowing his heart. And so mm-hmm. it, was, it was neat that he kind of brought us both there about the same time, I would say within three to four months of each other. Yeah, it was close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay, guys, so we have these questions for you, and, the, and I'm just going to jump right jump in. Then, girl. So would you say, and, and Ashley, Eric, you can, you can decide who, who wants to answer this, but when we talk about being a healthy dad, would you say, is, is there such thing as a perfect dad?
1: Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I, th-
3: I think that only comes uh, from our Lord. I mean that uh, that He's the only perfect Father um, on Earth. No, there's no there's no there's no way to be a perfect dad. And I think any any dad that would say that is is probably got some mental illness. Going <laughs> <laughs> because because no, I mean, the reality is none of us have a handbook. I mean, there uh, other than the Bible. Uh, and you know that's the the, the, tr- the one perfect example. And unless you know that backwards and forwards, you're still gonna, even even if you do, you're still going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so there is no perfection. Uh, mm-hmm. You just hold on for dear life and hope that you make <laughs> <laughs> enough good enough of the right decisions and good decisions to, to really to really lead. So no, I don't think there's. A...
0: Okay, so we won't focus on being a perfect dad. We're going to focus on being a healthy dad. Would you guys? So Eric, we'll give you this one. Do you see a difference between a dad and a healthy dad? Or what is the difference, if you would say that? Yeah, and
2: right. I think it's, it's worthy of just kind of discussing what healthy means in this context. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there is a big difference. You know, there's there's lots of evidence. In fact, it, you know, it used to be kind of starting in the 50s, they started studying men in the relationship of fathers on the family. But it's really only been the last couple of decades they focused on it. If you think about, like, uh, even sitcoms. You know, if you you look back to old sitcoms, usually the father figure is sort of the bumbling idiot that, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't raise the kids, doesn't have a lot of responsibility other than, you know, kisses the wife out the door to go to work kind right. of thing. And, and, and just and, you comes know.
1: in for dinner. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And it's kind of this, that stereotype sort of still exists in, in a lot of shows and, Maybe maybe that begs a whole different question about stay away from media, but <laughs> except for radio shows. Um, <laughs> but but you know I think there really is there, and, it, and to me it's it's a pretty easy kind of distinction. You know, and I kind of think of it as sort of a triangle. It's like if if you have a a healthy marriage, you know, you, there's a healthiness of a of a being a husband, and that kind of leads to being engaged with your wife in raising kids. Mm-hmm. Which kind of then spins around to, okay, are you involved in your kids? And it really just mm-hmm. comes down to, it's not necessarily about the amount of time you have, because you can spend a ton of time with your kids, but if you're a destructive person, you're not building them up, that's not helpful. So it's that, that time that you're with them, if it's engaging, if you're involved, if, if you're, you know, just active and listening and loving, some of those things really really have the, I think, the effect, the father effect, some have quoted it in some of the things I've read, this father effect that sort of spins around and says, you know, what does a healthy dad look like?
1: Well, Eric, you're a special case because you have three girls Mm. and you're a a guy's guy, you know, you're a man's man. What's it been like raising three girls?
2: Well, I mean, it's amazing. I'd never go back. But (laughs) but you also say, I actually don't can't compare it too much. Right, you can't. Yeah, I, yeah, did, yeah. I did go do Sunday school. So one of the things I, I did Sunday school for, and I decided I could never do Sunday school for people with higher IQs than me. So I, I did like the, <laughs> my kindergartners usually was about as high as they would put me in. But, but I did do that, and I did run into boys, and they are mm-hmm. definitely a different species. It is. I don't even know how we're all the same kind of group. <laughs> I'm not a biology person, but, you know, whatever that is, genus or something, they don't seem the same. But, but <laughs> girls are great. And, you know, it's actually – you know, I think there is that misconception with a lot of people that, you know, dads are maybe less important for girls, and, and it's actually completely the opposite. Mm-hmm. I mean, girls need a good father figure probably, mm-hmm. well, as much as boys for sure, but mm-hmm. it, but it's certainly important, you know. Study after study has shown that, you know, girls delay having um, sexual relationships when they have an engaged father. They, um, they do better in school, you know, they, they, they see what that father looks like, and then they kind of develop relationships mm-hmm. that look more like it. And so being there is really important for girls, and, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't trade that for a moment. It's been good.
1: Well, I'll tell you, in our household, I'm so thankful for Ashley because <laughs> I, I I, don't know how the boys continue to wrestle. Our son is 6'4", almost 6'5". Ashley's 6' foot tall, and Ashley can still take him down. And mm-hmm. it's a... Almost a daily occurrence, right, Ash? Like, oh, he's looking at his muscles. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, <laughs> it's like a daily occurrence, and it, it used to drive me crazy. I'm like, why are you
0: wrestling in the kitchen?
1: I'll and be
3: like, honest. It still drives wrestling wrestling me crazy.
0: Stop wrestling in the oh, kitchen. Eric and Faith have broken chairs, and it drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah, we've Good. had holes in the wall. Eric has learned how to What – what is that stuff that you put over the holes? Spackle. Spackle. Yeah. Yeah. Drywall. Texture. Texture. Yeah. Texture. Yeah. Yes. So dads are, are hugely
1: important. Um, now, Ash, over the years, I've seen you make some changes, especially like when you first started in the real estate business, you know, when you were just trying to figure it out. You were very, very, very busy, and you're still busy. But what kind of changes have you made throughout the years that have, you know, impacted your parenting?
3: Well, I think just uh, making sure that I'm providing the focus. Right. I mean, making making it intentional, mm-hmm. um, and trying to. And this is the, the 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 biggest challenge in in my world is that I'm, you know, you're kind of always on. You almost mm-hmm. always have to be. Mm-hmm. And so, thankfully, I think I'm wired as such to where I can pretty much turn it off when I need to.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but of course, you know, with with everything, it's gonna boil over. But I try to just turn it off. Make sure that I'm present mm-hmm. when I can be, mm-hmm. right? I think that was the biggest change early on. Yeah, it was very busy. Obviously, when you try to trying to build a business, you know, mm-hmm. you you tend to stay more busy than than after you've got it established. So, um, what I've seen now is just the ability to really focus and. and you know, <laughs> we've worked on this together. Mm-hmm. Asking more than one-word questions, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right?
3: right? It's uh, we, because the teenagers, especially these days, they're just they're they're magical and, and pretty amazing at coming up with ways to answer your questions with one word. <laughs> so if we can a- ask those questions in a different way, you know, just to get just to draw out from them the things mm-hmm. that we're hoping. Um, but those are the kinds of changes that we may just be more intentional. Well, you well
1: intentional. You've you've rearranged your schedule. I don't think you've missed a sporting event or an event that the kids have had, you know, at school for sure in a couple of years. And you used to miss those on a regular basis. And now you've made it a point like, okay, Carrie, give me the schedule. I'm putting it on there right now. And you've been very intentional about that. And I know for our kids that's been super cool um, to have dad there and to be able to depend that dad's going to be there. So I know that's been a a big change because you intentionally have done that. So good job. There I mean, I think
0: it just does mean so much when you guys come home and you are exhausted and you've just been with people all day and you've used up all your words, mm-hmm. yet your kiddos still need mm-hmm. your presence and your ear and your encouragement and, you know, to kind of be all there. That is a very big ask. So so tell me this, when you guys the have you guys had someone That you have used as a mentor like or do you have someone when you call up that you can call and say, I have no idea what to do. This is going on. What do you suggest or do you I mean, what do you do? Do you just go to the Bible? Do you pray or is there someone you call who's the mentor?
2: Well, I'll jump in first, and then, then Ashley can kind of follow in. I mean, I, I guess I would say as a father, and this is probably a shortcoming here, but I don't have somebody like you just described. I don't know that I have a person in a book, you know, that's like, oh, that's that's my speed dial if something goes wrong with the kids. Um You know, I would say probably first and foremost, well, you have the Bible and and you kind of read the instruction. But beyond that, you know, my father was a a good resource and your father, you know, my in-laws. I think both of them have uh, become, I think, people I can speak to about that if I need to and -hmm. um, and kind of talk. I mean, although I think you and I are probably our marriage and kind of coming together, you know, for – I guess people out there, if, if you kind of looked at our life, we pretty much go for a walk every day if we can, and and really that's our time to kind of discuss through, you know, all right, how are we going to handle this? This came up, what what do we do? You know, are we in agreement? And I think that's a that's a lot of being, I guess more than just an active dad, but active parents, which are you know, not not one person can be the the disciplinarian the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, that shouldn't fall on a father, shouldn't fall on a on a mother either. 100% of the time, because that's not fair, and, and it doesn't lead to that balanced kind of life. And so we try to work out, okay, not necessarily that we're planning who's good cop, bad cop in <laughs> every event, but sometimes we do. Sometimes you have to, And yeah. sometimes we plan it out and say, all right, you know, I'm going to be the enforcer on this one, or I'm going to be the bearer of bad news, or or this is how we're going to stipulate that, okay, you can have this reward, but it's going to take this, and so whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever we decide, you know, are the are the activities and things that we need behind it. And so... You know, one, I guess I'd say you and I probably mentor as much as anybody on it, but, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but that was a very long way to say not really. I don't have it, although, you know, also I do think there's the church body that, that kind of helps as well, An active church membership in life is pretty pretty important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it- the church
3: body is, is very important, and there are definitely men in my life that uh, some are a little bit ahead and some a little bit behind where we are uh, in life, and so it's helpful to have a couple of different perspectives, uh, both obviously with boys and, and girls. So um, there are a couple of people that I go to, um, not on a regular basis, but you know, kind of like y'all. I, Carrie and I definitely sit down and, and try to work through whatever challenges there are and come up with some, some way. I mean, I, I know that we would like to do it more. Right. Mm-hmm. Planning the way you guys are doing. It's like, OK, strategy time. <laughs> yeah, daily walk. Let's go.
1: I think we discuss it so that we can each remember, like, no, that is what we said, yeah. you know, yeah. after we after we go back to them and say, no, 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 no. We told you X, Y and Z. And then we check with each other. Isn't that what we said? <laughs> right. It definitely takes both of our brains to sometimes. Um, oh, no, no, yeah, absolutely. Inconsistency
2: is really important, though, yeah. right? because, you know, I mean, kids are pretty masterful at. <laughs> You know, hey, I'll just call dad and I'll get a different answer. And they will probably most Absolutely. of the time. You know, be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you just go do that. That sounds really <laughs> fun. And, and you know, Kathy will be like, yeah, I told him no. And so we try to head those off, but they, yeah. they still happen.
1: Well, I, let's get to know that happens in your house. I, I mean,
0: and it has been really good, like, with with walking and stuff, because sometimes the, the, the parent at the moment that has to make the decision, I mean, one, we have learned. Um, I can't make that decision right now. You're going to have to put it on hold. And then there are those decisions that you like you have to give the answer right away. Or you just react in the heat of the moment. You go, gosh, was that the right? I'm not mm-hmm. sure. And so then when you go out and you chat with your spouse, you go, okay, well, this is what I was thinking. This was the decision that I made. What do you think about that? And, you know, often it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's exactly what I would have done. Or, oh, yeah, you totally overreacted there. Mm-hmm. This is what we should do. And then we'll go We'll go back and we'll say, hey, we've discussed this and we've actually changed our mind on the issue or um, you're darn right. That's the (laughs) reason. That's that's how it stands. So Mm -hmm. anyway, it is good having those conversations and parenting together. I think being a healthy dad, being, you know, having a healthy parenting relationship with your spouse as well so that you can parent together Mm -hmm. and that you're not out there on your own. Mm -hmm. Moms, you should not be out there on your own. Um okay so guys I, this is I'm I'm really interested in uh, seeing how honest we're all going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your worst mess up as a dad and what mm-hmm. did you do about it? I'm interested to hear this.
3: Yeah, this should be interesting. Um, <laughs> so you know I, it's funny when when I saw this question I had a I had a little more lead in than Eric did and so I was actually able to ask one of my kids what my biggest mess up was. Oh. And um I didn't get a a really great answer but it did kind of lead me down a, a train of thought that um, probably leads to not setting expectations in a way that keeps the you know the, the the gist of the verse that you're talking about today keeping the anger away right too often we as parents are just you know we set an expectation we we tell the kid you know go, go clean your room do this, do that. Make sure these things are done. And you know, it's until it's not until we get angry about it that they actually do it. Yes. Well, and we—that's our—and that's our fault. That is our fault as parents. it's our fault as dads for not coming up with a more calm way of setting the bar, setting the standard, and punishing based on the standard without getting angry. You know, just set the standard. If they don't do it, there's a punishment. There's no need to get angry about it.
0: I can tell you Dr. Dobson Mm. would approve of that uh, answer Mm. because I remember reading in some uh, book that he wrote – that he said he had this experience as a child where his best friend purposefully ticked off his own dad and his dad would fly into a fury of curse words and anger and all like that. And then the young boy, his friend, would just laugh and be like, I can get him to do it every time. And so Dr. Dobson said, I will never allow my kiddos to have that – to – going to spur that response in me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I think most kids, actually, they don't like to see their parents angry. I no. think that was a deranged little friend there. Wow. But, um, anyway, I I think that's, that's – I love that. I love that answer. All right. Yeah. And, you
2: know, as it, it, I have some of the same ones. I actually thought of a couple examples of sort of bookended things. And, you know, early on, you know, when I absolutely didn't know what we were doing and, <laughs> you know, with my youngest, and she was a baby, and she was really um, – she doesn't know this, so and maybe I've told her or something, but you know, she she wouldn't remember it. But when she was little, she she always had a an upset stomach. She had some food allergy things and acid reflux things. We didn't know what we were doing, so to us it was just crying a lot, and usually <laughs> like in the middle of the night. And so you know, obviously I was working and Kathy was exhausted, and so it was my turn. And you know, it must have been three in the morning or something, just wandering around the house holding this little thing, crying and screaming. And I can just remember, I was just I was so tired and and. I was getting so frustrated with mm-hmm. the situation, and all I wanted to do was just get rid of this thing. And so I remember one night, it was really, really bad, and, and I took hold of Aaliyah, and I put her on the ground and, you know, wasn't going to yell or anything, but I was just like, you know, I'm done with this, I so put it down. And her face, it like scrunched up, and I could see it just like etched in my brain, and then it just turned into this big red mass and screamed. I mean, just started screaming at me so much. I, of course, picked her up real quick and was like, oh my gosh, you know, it kind of woke me up again, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I kind of think back on that going, gosh, you know, that's, that's sort of a, a, the way it is with kids, you know? I mean, she wouldn't have remembered it and couldn't Mm -hmm. have helped it, but, you know, you can't, you can't back away. One, one thing about, Mm -hmm. I think, being a dad is even, even when, it's not what you want to do. You can't run away from some of the problems because mm-hmm. they come back at you a lot worse. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I had a, I had one not too long ago. It was probably a year ago now, I guess, with with my youngest. And it was similar. You know, my my youngest really likes basketball and, and some other sports. And I can be like most fathers, I guess. You know, sometimes I don't think she tried hard enough, or ran fast mm-hmm. enough, or did some things, and you know, and. And I I t- talked to her about it. It's like you know, it's one of those old jokes about you know probably the worst part of the game is the ride home with her. right. <laughs> and, and you know I'm I'm absolutely that. And I had promised her I said you know I'm not going to be that guy anymore because I would make her so mad and it would mm-hmm. sometimes be tearful. It was just it was like oh gosh I'm really I'm really making this so much worse. Mm-hmm. And so we had one of these and for whatever reason I was particularly I had said I wouldn't do it and then I came back and I did do it and I was even probably worse than than normal and uh and I remember I just really upset her and I felt horrible and so one of the things I did there is probably I think it's actually the only time I've ever done this with my kid I actually I felt like I couldn't even go to talk to her because I'd already had this talk that hey, I'll do mm. better and stuff and so I was like, well, I, that's not going to work out. So I I actually wrote her a letter. Mm. And and you know, I apologized and just said, look, you know, this is this is not going to happen and you know this isn't the way I want our relationship to be and you know mm-hmm. all the things you, you you say in terms of being proud of her and, and encouragement as much as I could because I really was coming from a position of wow I've messed this up pretty bad mm-hmm. um, And and you know You'd have to know my, my youngest daughter. She definitely wasn't going to let me off the hook. So she she took the letter, and I think it meant it meant something to her, and at least I like to believe it did. And, you know, we've obviously worked on that, and I've I've definitely tried to change my habits a lot. But, mm-hmm. you know, that was, I mean, and that was just like last year, or so yeah, you know. but yeah. You know perfect know what? dads got a long way away.
1: I think our kids, what I pray for our kids is that they'll remember those apologies mm-hmm. more than they'll remember, you know, being hurt or being upset, hurt. right that they'll remember wow, dad dad apologized in a way that was meaningful, and mm. then he actually did something about it, you mm. know, he didn't just say the words because he wow, dad was probably more upset about this than I was, <laughs> you know, and so that's gonna mean so much to her um over the years i I, I think that's gonna set the bar for her for a man. To be willing to say I'm sorry mm-hmm. um, and and that's going to be something that she remembers in a positive way. So wow, wow, way to go! Well, thanks guys for being honest about about your shortcomings. Oh, friends, we just have one segment left with healthy dad, healthy family. Please listen to um, our sponsors. Uh, they are such great sponsors. Many of these have been with Miss Evelyn for 35, almost 36 years here on Love Talk. And we'll be back with Eric Indebrock and Ashley Brinkader. Right after this.
0: And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. I'm Kathy Endebrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkater, missing the first lady of love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, today. Friends, we're having such a fun time with you on Saturday, um, on this beautiful Saturday morning, talking about healthy dads and how healthy dads make healthy families. Okay, so in the studio today, we have our two amazing husbands, the best dads we know, uh, Carrie's husband, Ashley Brinkader and mine, Eric, and DeBrock. And boy, in that second segment, we kind of really put them through the grill. We I did think. put them through the ring. Yeah, man. we'll have something special for them later this afternoon just to say thank you very, very That's much. Right. Um, our key verse for today's program was, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Okay, guys, we have one segment left. I want to just jump in with the questions then. What was your biggest learning curve as a dad? Almost a speed session. Let's hear it.
3: Well, I can jump in. Um, I think le- the learning the differences between a boy and a girl are were kind of a big learning curve. We had a girl first, and so we kind of knew what to expect as far as, you know, after getting warmed up with that one. Uh, I think moms instinctively know <laughs> you know, a lot of what to do. But then, when we had our boy, it was we we, we had to start all over. You know, there was a lot of things that just uh, just, just didn't come naturally. <laughs> and as much as uh, you know, dads, we grow up thinking we know a lot, but you know, when when a boy baby hits, it's it's, it's very very different. So, uh, and then just learning how they how to speak to them differently. You know, it's very they they just learn differently. Uh, of course, every both both of our kids have very different personalities, mm-hmm. and so you just have to understand because they were so close together, 14 months apart. Uh, we just had to really learn how to how to pivot very quickly. Yeah, you know, between the two, and yeah. not put each other in a, in in the other's box. You know, yeah. one of them in the other's box, and just assume that. Uh, what would work for one worked for worked for the other.
1: Yeah. Mm, so, for sure, I love that.
3: Well, I think uh, I
2: think for me it was I mean there's been many but you know I had to I think learn how to use time the right way and and. And I did travel when the kids were young and stuff, and I remember like most dads like at first I'd try to always buy things for them and bring them back a toy or something and those usually were thrown aside pretty mm-hmm. quickly but it's it's the the time you spend has to be the right quality time and it can be anywhere you know mm-hmm. any moment can be a happy moment, a happy time it could be a church it could be gosh it, even even in a disciplined situation, you can have amazing times with your children and I think kind of learning the effect of of spending quality time with my kids, not not time in front of a TV necessarily, things like that um, really matters and that it can be almost anywhere at any time. And, you know, you tend to think of vacations as really positive times in, in with your kids and they can be, but what doesn't make up for quality time is you can't buy it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, one of the things I, I really did learn is there's no amount of gifts or wonderful vacations that makes up for, you know, not having dinner with them or talking to them after school or or just doing the little things right before they go to bed. That That's way more important than, you know, a 30-second conversation can be more important than, you know, a fancy week in some resort.
0: Mm, I love that. Very good. Okay. So uh, – but the challenges that dads face today, I mean, it is literally we're seeing the destruction of the family. Mm-hmm. What, what in, what, in your opinion, is the biggest challenge that dads face today, and how do they overcome it? Hmm. A loaded question.
3: It, this is a very challenging question. Um, you know, I remember, you know, I obviously draw on past experience, and I think, you know, I'm sure our parents originally, you know, if you were to ask this this question 20 years ago, it's, you know, the biggest challenge is, is competing with you know all of the time that's spent with other people right and and who what's the friend group look like right what are you hearing at school um these days it's not only do kids have that but they have social media you know so you're looking at all of the all of these inputs i feel like they have so many more inputs than we did mm-hmm. as kids we didn't have cell phones as kids you know we didn't none of that so mm-hmm. it was all about you know all of our interaction was face to face yeah we had the tv but certainly didn't have one walking around with us at school, you know, mm-hmm. and and so kids these days have so much more influence in their lives, uh, and if they allow it, you know, to shape them, it will, you know. So parents and dads in particular have a huge responsibility to try to not not necessarily counteract or or eliminate it, but just be more of an influence in their lives, so they can, so that teenagers especially can really understand. That, uh, you know, it's important to have those personal interactions. That's so true. Yeah.
0: yeah. With all those voices of influence, Mm -hmm. making sure that your voice of influence is the one that they're listening to, that they value that and see the importance of that. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. All right, Eric. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think, um, you know, as I thought about this, and and Ashley's spot on with everything he said, and, you know, I kind of even went back maybe a little more fundamentally is, you know, so many fathers today don't think they have to even be there. Mm-hmm. you know or aren't there right so step number 1 is that the family has dissolved and and it's a single parent household that's that's probably the worst scenario a kid can be in it's interesting in in outside of world war 2 they did a big study in denmark and i found this fascinating they they looked at um actually the the kids whose fathers had gone off to the war and and they had died fighting mm-hmm. and so they didn't come back and and then they looked at other ones that that happened and led to divorce and, you know, there's really kind of two types of divorce. Some fathers really st- stay engaged, and you mm-hmm. can stay engaged in your kid's life, even through something as terrible and traumatic as divorce. But they found out kids actually were better off if their dad died than if he was absent through divorce. Mm. And, you know, that just spoke volumes to me as I was thinking about it and mm-hmm. saying, you know, if you're going to have children, you know, I think to me the number one thing is if you're a father, you have a responsibility. And if you're going to have children, that responsibility – you know, just has to stay with you. And it doesn't matter what happens in the rest of your life. You've got to stay with those kids because, you know, study after study just shows that, you know, these kids without fathers, they're more likely to end up in jail. They're not going to do well in school. They're going to struggle in so many different social ways throughout their lives. And so, you know, Having both parents, the most important thing, obviously. But, but having a father really does matter, and it's a huge influence in their lives.
0: So, guys, we have this question for you then. It's because we're just kind of so short on time. Just thinking back to when you were a new dad or getting ready to be a new dad and you felt completely clueless, <laughs> what advice would you have liked to have gotten that you would now like to, to give?
2: Yeah, maybe I'll jump in first on this one. I mean, my my, as I thought about this, the actual thing that I would say is, most important thing is to relax. One, the time goes really fast. And and we got some really great advice when we very first started, which was it's going to be crazy and and it's going to be like a blur. Take pictures of everything. Don't get mad. Just live this life with them because you're going to blink your eye and they're off to college. And it's very true. I mean, it grows up so fast. So the thing is you can't. If you're there and you care, you really can't screw up so much that you're going to do any damage. So <laughs> just relax a little bit and enjoy the time.
3: It's a great ride.
1: We, we might need to start a fund for our kids, uh, future psychology bills.
0: Yeah,
1: you, <laughs> kind of, yeah. you know, and
3: I'm going I'm to just take that and basically just expound on it just a hair because uh, it really is. You, the, one, the one message that I would get out there is you're going to mess up. You're going to mess up. It's okay. It's okay to mess up. But the, it's it's all about the time. We've talked about it time and time again here. It's about the time. It's about being in their lives, right? You just can't let them uh, figure it out for themselves. You've got to be there step by step. You know, They're learning things at school. They need to learn how to live life, how to be adults, how to be people, right? Um, so you've got to be the big biggest influence in their life, and uh, I love the relax. I love that. I mean, I wish I had had that uh, yeah. just relax, chill with them. I mean... And, and it's great to have both parents, both parents, you know, a father and a mother figure in their life, you know, whether that's, you know, grandma, you know, not every family can do that, right? It just doesn't happen um, for everyone. But if you can have both a father figure and a mother figure, it doesn't have to be, a, uh, you know, the father, the mother, aunt, uncle, whatever whatever people have in their lives. I think it's important to have both um, so that they can, they can see both sides. You know, I just see how different Carrie and I are when we parent. Mm-hmm. and how we interact with the kids. It's mm-hmm. They need both sides.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And
3: so um, having that in their lives, and if, if you're out there and, you know, there's no father figure in your kid's life or there's no mother figure in your kid's life, you know, there, there, there's, there's somebody. Bring somebody into the mix that can help them, encourage them to go seek mm-hmm. somebody um, on the other side so they can get both perspectives.
1: Yeah, that's super, super helpful. And that, a lot of times you can do that through a church family. Yeah,
2: I was going to say church family can, yeah. can really fill some of those gaps yeah. if if you needed to.
1: Yeah. You know, Kathy, as as I look at my dad and what an impact he had on my life, um, you know, I would say for me, I always felt like I could do anything because my dad believed in me. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom believed in me too, but it was something about my dad you know, I never questioned it. I mean, he just, when I called him and said, Dad, I have an opportunity to take a head coaching job. Oh, you can you can do that, Carrie. You'll be fantastic. You know? Yeah, of course. You'll be amazing. It was just something about my dad's words to me that I just wanted to hang on.
0: I think nothing can replace that voice in your life of that father who encourages you, who just sees all of the of the potential and the purpose mm-hmm. and the talent and the giftedness. Mm-hmm. And it just, I love how we've talked about everyone being different, all the kiddos being different. And I think God sees how he is uniquely wired each of us together mm-hmm. different. And he is engaged and he is active and he wants that intimate relationship with us. And friends, if if you are wondering, you know, I, I haven't had a great relationship with my father. I don't really know what that relationship looks like. You can have a a intimate, beautiful relationship with your heavenly Father, and uh, we are we would love to talk to you more about that. We are running out of time. On our today's program, but if you want to know more about this relationship, you can call us on the Love Line at 512-249-6535. We have had a great time. Come check us out on mm-hmm. our um, archives at LovetalkNetwork.com. We will look forward to being with you again next week, talking about a healthy attitude. I know. Boy, so we fun. Need to be uh, developing that in each of us, guys. Thank you so thank much. You. you were awesome, amazing. And uh, friends out there, we look forward to being with you next week. Thank you for joining us today. You can share this program with your friends on our archives, again, at lovetalknetwork.com. Come visit us on Facebook at Love talk Radio. Let us know what kind of health issues you would like us to talk about. Well, until next Saturday, I'm Kathy Enderbrock. I'm Coach Gary Brinkater. We'll look forward to being with you on Love Talk.